It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Shap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Stevens Incorporated, an independent financial services firm with the freedom to focus on what matters most. Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. We partner with you to deliver high yield results by managing, developing, and investing in top quality hospitality assets. And now, from the short grass, here is your host, Trey Shap. Welcome to the first edition of From the Short Grass of 2023. Glad you have made it this far. And hopefully 2023 will be a year that you get out and enjoy the game of golf even more than you have before. On this episode of From the Short Grass, I sit down with Isabella Curtis. She is a young and upcoming golfer, and she loves the game and plays in some big tournaments and has played in some big tournaments in the United States. I think you will enjoy her interview with me. I want to thank Blackman Auctions. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Blackman Auctions, one of our great sponsors of From the Shoregrass. We're back after this with Isabella Curtis. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary colorful rooms with high-quality bedding, comfortable baths with walk-in showers, and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. You all know by now I'm not a good golfer, but my son loves the game and he and I have been playing more. I've got my score down to I've quit playing a scramble on every hole. I'm using the bunker rake much less than I used to, and a lot of the time I hit my drives past the women's tee box. All of my success in golf can directly be tied to me listening to From the Short Grass. Without it, I would not be the golfer I am today. Trey, you owe me 20 bucks for that. Trey knows golf. I know auctions. Come see us at BlackmanAuctions.com. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Strength is measured not by the number of accounts. Strength is placing value on relationships. It's having the vision and the guts to invest in growth. It's the commitment to responsibly manage your money. At Stevens, we believe that our strengths build success. Not only for us, but for our clients. Stevens. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome back to this edition of From the Short Grass. On the tee, Isabella Curtis. Bella Curtis, thanks for joining me on From the Short Grass. Now, your real name's Isabella, but you go by Bella. Yes. Why Bella? Well, that's just, I guess, how I've all always been called like my parents just it was shorter than Isabella and it was just a lot easier to write on papers and stuff when I was younger because it took considerably less time than trying to figure out how to write a capital I in cursive <laughs> yeah. uh, cursive is not my my forte so it just kind of just happened I guess all my friends just shortened my name to it just worked worked out so if your parents ever say Isabella you know you're in trouble 
Yes. When they use the full name? Definitely. Yeah, that's like me too. When my mom called me by my full name, I, I knew something was wrong and I was going to get in trouble. When did you pick up a golf club? Do you remember? It would have been probably around, I was probably five, when I first went to a first tee camp. And I they taught me how to do, like, how to hold the club. But I'm pretty sure I missed almost every single time I swung. <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't start like actually trying to pick up the game until around five years ago when I was nine, ten-ish. And I started playing in tournaments, U.S. Kids tournaments, and it's just kind of rocketed from there. What do you like about the game? I love going new places like and traveling for tournaments, staying in hotels, meeting all the different golfers. I just think that's so much fun, meeting new people, getting to figure out different personalities and just in the game itself, just getting to hit the ball and seeing how far I can hit it and that when that perfect shot happens and you just feel it in your bones, it's amazing. Right now, what are your distances? How far can you hit a driver? How far can you hit, a let's say, a seven iron and a pitching wedge? So my driver, my average, I'd say around 200 yards for my driver. Uh, my seven iron is like 142 and... Yeah, right around there. Mm-hmm. And then a pitching wedge, I can hit 110, 120 on a good day. And on a bad day, it's around 100. <laughs> That's a, those are good numbers right there for your age group. Do you like putting? Is is putting? What's your strong suit, first off? I would say my strong suit depends on the day, for sure. <laughs> it varies. It's not usually short game, though. Short game is not my forte, usually. It's what I'm trying to work on right now, actually, during off season. But my irons are pretty consistent most of the time so that's probably my strongest part do you like to practice yes I love going to like the range and doing um like just going and playing like 9 18 holes for fun and especially if I can have someone with me but it's also a lot of fun just to like listen to music with my headphones on and just playing the game when you practice, what do you specifically try to work on? Is it one part of the game on one day and then something else the next day? Well, I typically just try to work on my accuracy because some days I'm going to the left, sometimes it going to the right, and I just try to like figure out how to keep it going straight, figure out my if I'm fit, if I'm moving my grip left or right, if I'm uh just my aim my aim's been if I'm just aiming up wrong or like just what's going on and I try to keep my accuracy going straight towards my target have you felt any pressure from the parents to go out and play golf or is this something that you really want to do on your own it's mostly on my own like I don't have a lot of pressure from my dad or my mom to go like practice it's mostly I'm like hey can I go out and practice on this day because we don't have a like country club that I can go to like we aren't um members anywhere or so I uh, I go to first tee to practice typically. So it has to be kind of done in advance because it's a pretty big drive from where we live. It's like 30 minutes or something, 20, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so I got to decide in advance when I want to go or if I'm going to go with my swing coach and uh, that kind of thing. So it's no pressure from then really at all. Does dad ever get mad if you get out in the front yard and start chipping golf balls and tearing up the grass? No, I wouldn't say so. He, we got like a turf, like little thing one year and we put it in our dining room. My dad moved the table and my mom got a little bit upset about that. She didn't like us moving her, her uh, table, Yeah, but I would just chip into like a little net with foam golf balls and it helped me work on my chipping a little bit. So that's nice. What's fun about tournaments? I like to compete. 
I mean, I'm a guy that I'm very competitive. But for you, are you a competitive person? Do you like competing against others to kind of see where you are? Yes. I Competition is definitely where it brings out my exciting side, and I kind of get very, very competitive with my friends especially. I'm like, okay, let's let's maybe like bet a little bit. Let's see what we can do here. Um uh, I bet I can do this and this, especially when I'm practi- like when I'm practicing and we're just playing for fun. I we can like be like, okay, let's see you can get closest to the pin. And in tournaments there's a little bit more pressure for sure, but it's a lot of fun because I like in local tournaments and stuff, it's always like the same girls and so I know them and I just love hanging out with them because they're like my friends. So it's not just acquaintances we're close. Sometimes before a tournament, um, there'll be some buddies of mine and we've played our practice round. We might be staying around a little bit to work on something that we might have figured out while we were practicing. And maybe we get to the putting green and we play little games. Okay, you go first and you putt to a hole and then, you know, just kind of play around there. Do you do that around the green some? definitely whenever I go to first tee day with my dad or whatever we'll do games and he'll be using one of my uh like my sand wedge or something and we'll do games uh, who can get closest to the pin we'll putt to different holes and like we'll bet like five dollars he's like I bet I can get it closer than you or I can get it closer than you it's just do you win yes <laughs> a lot <laughs> it's nice to take money off of dad isn't it for sure <laughs> Some of these tournaments, I mean, you've played in some big-time tournaments, and I understand that um, Tiger Woods' son, Charlie, was in a tournament. Now, they separated the the girls and the boys, so you didn't play at the same time. But as y'all were finishing up, the boys were coming in. Is that correct? Yes. I never actually got to see him myself, but all the rumors had started coming up that he was going to be there, and so everyone was looking for him. And we were there on Sunday when he had came in and the girl I had played my last round with, we had gotten her number and we were like, we were going to kind of keep in touch. And, uh, uh, she accidentally, she actually saw him unloading and she goes, I think she got a quick picture and was out of there. And she, she texted us and was like, Hey, I just saw Tiger Woods. Wow. So if you saw Tiger Woods, what would you do? Would you run up and want to get a photo with him? I would be very hesitant to see if it was actually him because I'd be like okay my eyes are playing tricks on me I haven't slept enough today and if I figured out it really was him I would be like I would slowly approach and be like hey can I have a picture please (laughs) I'm sure he would probably give you a picture he seems pretty good about that this day and age back in the day when he was competing and playing as well as he was back in the early 2000s he was probably more focused on golf What's it like competing at the highest level, though, going to those national tournaments? It's very competitive, and it's almost like suffocating in a way because some parents and girls are very, very serious about it, and I'm more of, let's just go have fun. We're going to mess up, but let's have fun in the tournament. I might not win, but it's just fun, I guess. And so sometimes it's kind of suffocating with the girls and the parents getting upset with shots but they're still they still just finish amazing at the same time how do you combat a bad shot do you totally forget about it or does it stick back there in your mind as you're walking to play the next shot it definitely is lingering in the back of my mind but if it ever gets like too much I had a tournament this summer where I was just struggling a lot and every shot was just a rally in itself and so 
I had to, I was like playing a song in the back of my mind just to try and move away my thoughts from it. And so if it ever gets too much, I usually like just think of a song, try to make up like a story in my head about characters or something just to get my mind off of it. What's one of the songs you think about? It's different. It depends on what I was listening to when I warmed up that day, because typically uh, I listen to music when I warm up, especially when I don't have a caddy. And so it'll just depend on whatever song was last heard before I is it out. Is it a song that might give you some tempo thoughts, you know, that you listen to and it's got a certain tempo so you're swinging with that tempo like you don't want to go back too fast and then a little bit of a pause at the top and come through yeah i listen to a lot of upbeat music and so it's like whenever there's like drums in the background and i'm thinking about it sometimes i'll be like okay i gotta hit it. i gotta hit the ball on the downbeat because that would just it's just like oh my gosh that was cool <laughs> yeah and sometimes those are the best shots because it's like oh it went far straight and it was on beat that was awesome yeah what are some of the courses you've been able to play, not just here in Arkansas, but around the country? I got to play in the Optimist Junior International Tournament, and that was at uh, Doral. Uh, Down in Florida? Yes. Wow. That was probably the nicest course I've played at. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about here inside the state of Arkansas? Where all have you played? I've played a lot of local tournaments like Rebsman, Country Club of Arkansas, First Tee, I've played Big Creek, which is up in... Um, Mountain Home? Yes. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, it was... It's a little nice bit course. wide open. Yeah, it's a nice course, though. Yeah? Did you play well there? Uh, Yeah, I played... I don't remember what I shot, but it was it was a good day, I remember. <laughs> what did hot. you What did you like about that course? Um, I, I love wide open courses, because sometimes my, my shots will go left or right, and so it gives me a chance to not be in the woods or in the water, and it gives me a chance to hit out of the rough. I And so... I liked it because it was wide open and it was, it was like relative distance. It was kind of long as well, which mm -hmm. I like. I like longer courses because I'm a longer player, and so I enjoy that. Big Creek, the fact that it has those Zoysia fairways, the ball just sits up so nice on that grass, doesn't it? Yes, it was like anytime, anytime I was in the fairway, I was like, oh, I got a tee now. It's, <laughs> it's like a par three shot here. Yeah, yeah. It. I mean, it does. I mean, that's the way Zoysia acts. It kind of acts like a tee. I don't, I can't remember a time when I've gotten a bad lie hitting out of a Zoysia fairway unless I've been in someone's divot that wasn't filled with sand. Yeah, definitely. I It was a great course and just like uh, all the, anytime we were in the fairway, it was great. Nice views up there too when you get to some of the higher elevations yes. around Big Creek. Um, what do you want to do in the future? I mean, obviously you're only 14 years old, so high school's coming up, and then you want to, I assume, head to college. I'm, I'm sure you want to play on the high school golf team, and then in colleges, where where are you planning on going to high school? Uh, Baptist Prep. Okay. And you want to play on the golf team? Definitely. We, I go to, I'm already there for eighth grade, mm -hmm. and we, the girl, there's only going to be one girl on the team. There's three girls this year, but two of them are graduating, and the other girl's uh, the grade above me and she was talking was like okay we got to find one more girl to have a team and a new girl this year who's in my grade joined and she was like oh yeah I'll play so we have we're gonna have a team and I'm really excited awesome what about after high school any plans for college and where you might want to go um <laughs> it might sound a little silly honestly but I want to go to a big city to play I want to be able to walk and just like 
be in a big city and so my like number one school if I had to pick I, I really want to go to NYU in New York City okay yeah I mean that's the big city <laughs> yeah well, that's as big as you can get in the United <laughs> States over eight million people in New York City um, now there are some good golf courses up around that area winged foot that hosted the U.S. Open a couple of years ago the COVID year Beth Page Black which is a pri- uh, public course that um, is up there in uh, Farmingdale, New York. There's some others around that area. Have you looked at courses that around with the school that you might want to say, okay, I might go to this school because it has these courses that I would get to play? Not quite yet. We're still, I'm still trying to just figure out what I want to do in life and kind of just figure out there NYU is kind of like a dream scenario sure and so I'm trying to figure out what I want to do what colleges like kind of specialize in what I want to do and stuff like that would it be based on your decision of what college to go to based on how the golf team is a little bit I think so uh like if they're pretty good I look at the average scores on uh like what they're scoring in tournaments and stuff to see if I could even like relatively be in the running for it what are you shooting right now what's your average score right now i'd say my average is around 82 but i'm shooting either high 70s or low 80s that's pretty good for your age when you look at golf is there anybody that you look up to some female golfers or male golfers that you look up to and you're like hey when that person's on the TV, I want to sit down and watch them play and try and pattern my game after them. Um, I would say Bryson DeChambeau. If I had to pick anybody that I'm like, that's awesome. Because uh, I don't remember exactly when it was. It might have been like a year ago or so where he was going over the big batch of water and the drive had to be like 250 yards or something to carry it. And I have the same, like, uh, swing position, I guess, where I hold my arms straight out instead of, like, kind of lower. And he does that. And so it's kind of cool to see somebody else who does it because not a lot of people do that. And so I think that was Bay Hill where he was trying to go over a body of water and drive the green. And I think he was able to get over the body of water. I'm not sure if the ball stayed on the green. I would have to go back. We've interviewed Roy Saunders on this podcast, the executive vice president of Bay Hill. So... Um, he was on a couple of episodes ago, but yeah, I wouldn't um, advise that for everybody. I would take <laughs> the the short route. How's your course management? You talk about Bryson DeChambeau and wanting to go over the water and stuff. That doesn't appear to me to be very good course management. Well, I definitely have my more moments where I'm wanting to go over it, even if it's not exactly possible for me. <laughs> But I also have my moments where I'm like, okay, that's definitely not even close to possible. The last course I played at, there was the signature hole where it was like a 200, 190 yard carry to get over the water, but you'd be on the green pretty much. And I was like really wanting to go for it, but my three wood just was not working. And so I just couldn't, I was so upset, but I was like, okay. I guess I'm just got to do this and it was it ended up being okay but <laughs> I couldn't I had tried in the practice round to go over it and I had made it one of the times that I tried but I was like uh I don't know if I'll take that chance those chances cuz I hit like four balls. <laughs> yeah, do you ever get nervous before a tournament? Yes, for sure. I um 
whenever we go to the first hole, I'm like jitterbox 100%. And my first my first drive is definitely not my best shot of the day. And so uh, I always do try to like take a deep breath before I hit, take a couple practice swings and try to just imagine I'm by myself listening to my music. So that's what you do to try to calm the nerves. Deep breaths and imagine you're listening to your music. Yes. <laughs> I was going to ask, you don't get to ride in a golf cart, do you? You have to walk all the time. That stinks. Yeah, it's definitely the worst. We don't ever get to, <laughs> it's like six miles every every other day. And it's like, oh. God. Yeah. My One of my friends had to caddy for me once for a tournament because my dad couldn't. And she she does not like walking or running at all. But she's my best friend, so she's like, I guess I'll do it for you. And so she had to walk the six miles and ended up stepping in like a bunch of mud and was dead by the end. But Hey, you're on a golf course. Sometimes that happens. Yes. Some sprinkler head is broken and it just decides that uh, water's going to run out of it all the time and then you've got a little bit of a problem in the fairway or something. What is the best golf course you've ever played? That's a rough question. I would say it would be Doral in Miami. That's definitely the nicest course I've played and the roughest like to navigate for yeah. sure. All right. Here's another question for you. What is one of the golf courses that you've seen that you haven't played that you would definitely like to play? Like, is there a bucket list? Can you give me your top five? I would say my definite number one is a lotion because that's right near where I live. And so I always see like they had a big tournament out there a couple of years ago. It was like international versus national. The Honor Palmer Cup. Yes. Yep. And I actually got to go out there for a little thing to see them like hit a bit. And so I got a golf ball or so. And it was that's definitely on my bucket list, though, because I saw a couple of holes and it was just it's just so pretty. I don't understand how it can be that pretty. And that's just on my bucket list for sure. Any others? Um, I would want to play. This is going to sound kind of out there, but I, I'd love to play Pebble Beach just because all the history there. <laughs> but that just looks like an awesome course and it would be a lot of fun to play. I can tell you it is. <laughs> I've been there, played oh, it. Really? So, that's yeah, cool. yeah, it's um, it's worth every penny that it costs <laughs> to play it. I will tell you that. All right. Last question. A fantasy foursome, you and three other golfers, living or deceased, that you would like to play a round of golf with? I would say Bryson DeChambeau because of the reasons I said earlier yep. and like yep. our swings are similar. Um, the second person I would probably say Lexi Thompson is a girl golfer I just look up to in general. And I would say also just my dad, so I'm not the worst on the team. And I, it would definitely, we might take one or two of my shots, but I don't know about my dad. Well, what if it happened to be you and Lexi playing against your dad and Bryson DeChambeau? Who would win? I don't know. Honestly, my dad might bring down Bryson DeChambeau a little bit, <laughs> but <laughs> he has a, he has a, he has a couple lucky shots. One time we were playing together, and he. We were playing uh, Scramble, me and him versus two of his work friends, and he hit a tree on the right side of the green, and it bounced onto the green like uh, ten foot from the ten feet from the hole. And oh so wow! We, yeah, kind of a lucky shot, like the monkey threw it out. It's kind of like you know when you're playing at someone else's course and they hit one that goes so far right or left, and all of a sudden it's thrown and it's like in the middle of the fairway, 
And I'm like, what monkey threw that out of the trees to get you in the middle of the fairway? Right. I, I just like, that's happened to me before. I was playing Red Apple in, I can't remember where Beaver it is. Springs. Yes. Yep. And I I was hitting my driver on one of the holes and it's like completely covered in trees. And I hit a per- tree like perfect on it, like skidded further, like a hun- another 20 yards. And it was like straight. And I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll take that. Better than better than being out of bounds. A lot of people call that good living <laughs> when that happens on the golf course. Bella, thanks so much for coming in and uh, sitting down with me. And best of luck in the future. And stay in touch so we can follow your career <laughs> as you as you get older and grow. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. When your travels take you to Bentonville for a meeting with Walmart, a trip to Crystal Bridges, or the Walmart Amp for a concert, make sure you book your stay at one of the top Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group properties. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group manages the Doubletree Suites, an all-suite hotel with tons of meeting space, and the Hilton Garden Inn, which has been newly remodeled rooms throughout the entire property. The best place to stay in Northwest Arkansas is a Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group property. Visit them on the web at bphotels.com. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. The economy is changing slowly but surely. The market is slowing down in a gradual slide. Not an emergency yet, the sky is not falling, but a change is coming. When times are good, auctions make buyers compete to buy at the highest market value. When the economy gets tough, auctions force buyers to make a purchase decision. Either way, auctions get the highest return for a seller and a strong deal for a buyer. With an experienced auction company, it's a simple process. Go to BlackmanAuctions.com for more information. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Welcome back to this edition of From the Short Grass. I want to tell you about our friends at BPHotels.com. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group. Matthew Allen, Blair Allen, they know how to manage hotel properties. Go to their website and find one of their managed hotel properties when you need a place to stay. On the tee, with our rules segment, here's Adam Carney. Adam, this question comes in from Ethan and Momel. He asks, I noticed when watching the U.S. Open, some golfers had metal spikes in their shoes. I thought all courses required non-metal spikes. Is there a rule for this? No. <laughs> Simple <laughs> answer. You know, a golf course can determine whatever it wants. I mean, it's pretty much accepted now. I mean, I don't think you can buy a pair of shoes that have metal spikes. In well, them. then how can these players get them? On PJ Tour, they get whatever they want. Okay. I mean, I, you know, I, for example, Austin Cook here, here in Jonesboro uh, – doesn't wear metal spikes but when he played in the open championship at carnoustie he wore metal spikes there's no rule the pga tour never adopted a rule that that stopped players from wearing metal spikes um golf courses can have those rules i've said since the rules changed since we can tap spike marks down can we go back to metal spikes because right. i liked them a lot better yeah why not um and I still have plenty of FootJoy Classic golf shoes here that I can pull the soft spikes out of and put metal in if I and, want to. And does it not help with aeration of no, a course? No. They're because not, they, they don't, don't go, go deep, deep enough? enough? No. That's kind of one of those things people always said. oh, well, you know, it helps aerate the greens. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it tears up the plant the plant itself. It, don't, it doesn't get down to the roots or into the soil. So, uh, you know, it, it's just been an accepted thing, I think, since – you know, I think the the, the non metal spike thing started about nineteen ninety five. Now it's you know, pretty much I mean, we're we're twenty seven years on now. Um I can remember in two thousand the vast majority of tour players were still wearing metal spikes, because um, they've worn them their whole life. And I think that the tour probably 
just kind of figured through attrition with these younger players coming into playing golf that, you know, they're going to grow up wearing non-metal spike shoes and, and eventually, you know, we won't have anyone wearing metal spikes. But the, the, the tour never prohibited it. I would tell you any golf course that wants to host a tour event is doesn't matter what the club rules are. They're going to have to allow metal spikes. What about a major like a U.S. Open or uh, a PGA Championship? Even the Open Championship, are they allowed to wear metal spikes if they want? Yeah, or absolutely. like in the day we called them nails. Yeah. I think I remember watching Tiger play at PGA Championship maybe. I think I heard him walk across the cart path and I heard clacking. He had metal on. It's uh, it's it's one of those things that you're you're gonna have tour players still wearing metal spikes. It's no different than saying, well, you know, why are you playing this blade iron when you got all these clubs out here that are so much more forgiving? You can hit them straight because they want the feel and they be able to move the golf ball. It's you know, it's not against the rules to play something that's old school. Right. You know, can I still use a persimmon driver? Yeah, it still conforms. To as the, long as it conforms to the rules. To the rules. Uh, it's a great question, though, Ethan. Thanks uh, for that. And if you have a question on the rules of golf, send us an email from the shortgrass at gmail.com. That will do it for this edition of From the Shortgrass. Remember, when you're out playing golf in the wintertime and the grass is dormant, make sure you pay particular attention to what the golf course superintendent intends you to do with staying on the cart path and make sure you always fix your divots. And remember, when you find your ball mark on the green, fix it and a couple of more. And I hope to see you from the short grass. You've been listening to From the Short Grass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.